Hi, you're watching Legends of Tabletop. I'm Leandro Tokarevsky, the lead game designer of Multiverse Cosmic Conquest, and that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, I'm so excited to hear about your Kickstarter. Why don't you share some of that with us today? Yes, absolutely. So Multiverse is a, it was born as a trading card game, but it will be released um, in paper as a living card game, which is the term that uh, I think Fantasy Flight Games coined. Um, if your viewers, listeners know what uh, uh, what a trading card game is, then I, I shouldn't explain it, but uh, I don't know, should we? Well, oh, basically... Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm familiar with collectible card games, but not trading card games. Your Kickstarter video touched on some concepts that I'm not quite familiar with. Well, trading and collectible card games are exactly the same thing. It, it's just two ways of saying the same genre. Uh, basically, each player has a deck of cards that he or she has built out of the vast collection of cards available uh, to play with. And uh, this is the same concept in uh, Multiverse, except that uh, aside from uh, each player's main deck that they will draw cards from and um, play cards uh, from, um, they have another separate deck uh, of just 10 cards that uh, will be shuffled with uh, their opponents. Uh, it's called the Galaxy deck because it makes, uh, it sets up the game board for the game, which is called the Galaxy. And the goal of the game is to conquer the Galaxy in one of two ways, either by conquering uh, your opponent's home planet, so the place where they started um, exploring and conquering, or by conquering more than half of the spaces of the planets, asteroid fields, whatever you find in the Galaxy. Um, so that's the very basics of the game, mm -hmm. uh, and it's quite different from other trading card games. Uh, first of all, because of this uh, um, unique board, which is much closer to a board game. Uh, usually in trading card games, the board is divided into your side and your opponent's side, and in multiverse, uh, your ships can move all around and explore different spaces. Um, and it's much more dynamic in that sense. Um, plus, the double win condition, um, that's uncommon for trading card games. Usually it's just uh, deal 20 damage to your opponent, and uh, the way you build your deck is trying to uh, do that as fast as possible. In multiverse, you can try and win one way and then decide, okay, I. I'm not going to conquer my opponent's home planet. Let's spread out and let's try to conquer as many spaces as possible, or vice versa. So there's that element, which is much different as well. Um, should I go on? <laughs> well, you, you most certainly can. Um, one thing that stuck out to me was the very attractive uh, playing board that you have of the galaxy. It didn't seem to be a board. It seemed more almost of a tablecloth. 
it, yes, that was a. It wasn't our board. We found a tablecloth on in the game store that we uh, that we could uh, film the the Kickstarter video on. So oh, okay. that's that part of, of the of the product isn't done yet, but it will be uh, some sort of galaxy formation. Yeah. Uh, which now that you mentioned that, uh, that reminds me that the galaxies itself is customizable. You can play with two players, three, four, five, up to six, and possibly more. We haven't tested the game with more than six players, so we just say two to six because we, we're confident with that amount. And you can play on bigger and smaller galaxies. Uh, you can decide what the shape of it uh, should be. Okay. Um, then, uh, let me think. Now, well, uh, yes. Go ahead. Uh, when when you go about conquering the galaxy, are you, are your spaceships going to uh, work through individual planets? Are you going to occupy just separate solar systems? Can multiple players occupy the same solar system and and make like little interplanetary battles throughout? Absolutely, yes. I probably should have mentioned this earlier. Yes. There are battles, and uh, there are two ways of battling. You can battle with ships, or you can board enemy ships with your units. And uh, if you board an enemy ship, you risk losing your units. But uh, if you manage to capture the enemy ship, then it becomes yours, and you can uh, use it for your own evil deeds. Uh, and uh, yeah, you. so the, the way that the game works is that uh, planets in the game produce resource. Let me just find uh, a few planet cards. Also, so this, oh, I should probably get rid of the sleeve. This is a planet card. Maybe that's not the best way to to show them. Let me find a few. That's but effective. Does, I can see it. It's <laughs> nice. The, the artwork on the cards is, is very well done. Well, at least that card that I saw. Uh, let me find some. Cards with better artwork. <laughs> no, all of the cards have, have very good artwork. I've, I've got friends that work that um, have studied at the Academy of Arts. Mm -hmm. I studied at the Academy of Arts as well. This is a lava planet, for example, and it produces red resource. And there's six different uh, types. Well, as you can't read it, but each turn, these planets will produce resource. Uh, those that are under your control will produce them uh, resource on, on your turn, and you can pay it to play your cards from your turn uh, from your hand, like ships. So this is a, a solar solar wing, or I'm making a mess here. <laughs> or units. This is a, a gunner. Oh, very cool. Um, so yeah, units can enter ships, and ships cannot move by themselves. They need to have a unit inside of them, so any any character in order to move, and vice versa. The character cannot move outside of the planet without a ship. It cannot traverse space uh, by by himself or herself. There's also actions. I well, there's actions that you can play, and they just go into your gender. Uh, using all of these different uh, and there are a lot of different strategies as well. There's uh, cargo ships that can transport a resource from one space to another. There's uh, ranged ships that can attack things far away. 
there's boarding, which I already mentioned, and many other mechanics that uh, change how the game is played. And it's obviously, as any collectible trading card game, it's all up to you what strategy you want to go with. Uh, it just depends on what deck you want to build. Okay, so a lot of what you've mentioned so far almost goes hand in hand with that most, uh, I, I would have to say that most foundational card game that most of us are familiar with if we've played card games in the past, and that would be white, oh gosh, uh, Magic the Gathering, of course. So Of course, yeah. Well, any, any collectible card game has to confront the fact that they will be um, overshadowed by yeah, either well at least they will be compared to to magic the gathering there are similarities but only in the genre um, almost everything that uh, goes on in, in the two games is different mm -hmm. um, well I, I shouldn't be here listing all the difference I, I've already explained some no, of the games okay. which, okay. I, <laughs> which I apologize. Uh, should uh, already give you an idea that it's, it's, it's quite different from Magic. Um, and, that's and that's precisely what uh, we tried to do here at Tokars. We wanted to create a, uh, an alternative to Magic the Gathering. I know that um, many collectible card games borrow so much and steal, I would say, ideas from previous uh, collectible card games, especially Magic. And like, I won't name names. It's oh, okay. so name names. I, I, I won't name names. I, I apologize for even bringing that up. That, that was poor taste on my part. No, no, no. It's, it's perfectly... Uh, it's understandable. Okay. Uh, it's, it's a fair uh, analogy. Okay. <laughs> now I feel a little bit better. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had the, the space, the genre, um, that the science fiction, genre that you've chosen to develop this uh, multi-galactic and, and transplanetary game on. Um, that is a fairly unfamiliar to me genre of card game and one that I, that I think that I would be very interested to play. Um, I know I'm not the only one, and I was very excited to watch your video uh, that you had put together for the Kickstarter. Now, how much longer is this Kickstarter going to take place, and how can we find it? Well, I hope that you will put a link somewhere here. Oh, absolutely. Um, the Kickstarter. Uh, it will go until December 14th, so there's still uh, more than two weeks to go. Mm -hmm. um, and um, you'll find it on kickstarter.com slash projects slash tokards. Well, I, I hope there's a link somewhere there, there uh, underneath the, the Hangout or the video. There will definitely be a link. Um, oh, man. Uh, so December 14th. Now, if we back the Kickstarter, when can we expect to see the game or to feel the game in our hands? How will delivery take place of the finished item? Uh, well, I, I should probably mention that uh, the Kickstarter is for the online version of the game. So all of the rewards have to do with 
uh, online uh, um, perks and, and rewards cards, the game, the, uh, the gamers, and uh, uh, let me just find all of these rewards. The card artwork wallpapers, um, game development notebook, uh, well, most most of them have to do with the digital copy of the game and, and uh, all sorts of in-game items. Uh, the physical version is a stretch goal for the Kickstarter, which as soon as we hit it, uh, we will add more uh, rewards for the physical version. Because obviously, we, we cannot promise to deliver a physical game if you haven't reached a certain um, stretch goal. That's, that's to, fair. Yeah. That, that makes sense. And uh, yeah, that's why we need your help to uh, gather um, as much uh, exposure as possible to uh, spread the word about the game. And make this a reality. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, th thank you for dedicating your energy, your time, uh, and your creativity to making this happen as much as it already has. And now it's very close. So, um, yeah, let, let's go ahead and push to make this a reality. And please support this Kickstarter because this is a game that I want to play. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to drink a little bit more coffee because I'm still rather sleepy this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and you've caught me at the very wee hours of my morning, but that's true. We are so uh, many time zones apart. It's uh, four fifty-two p.m. here, and it's mm. really early morning where you are. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh man! So I'm I'm gonna break for just a moment to enjoy some delicious coffee and talk for a moment about Birds of a Feather Coffee Company. Birdscoffeecompany.com. Now this is my favorite brew of theirs. It's the Night Owl Blend. Um, they do roast their unique craft coffees in small batches, so it's always fresh. Their signature blend showcases the amazing breadth and depth of flavors that coffee has to offer. The Night Owl Blend, for example, is a rich, deep cup of coffee with notes of smooth caramel, decadent cocoa, and bittersweet molasses with just a touch of acidity as my coffee maker beeps uh, to clean the palate so you're ready for the next sip. And please do check out all of the Bird's Coffees and order now at www birdscoffeecompany.com got a brew for every birdie and of course please try the legends of tabletop blend and for a limited time you can enjoy all of these coffees at 10% off just use the code legends10 at checkout that is birdscoffeecompany.com so that's all I've got to say about that and thank you very much Leandro Thank you for having me, Leah. <laughs> You're very welcome. But yeah, so this runs until December 14th, correct? Yes. And what is the amount that you're looking to achieve? Well, our uh, first goal is $18,000. Mm -hmm. um, 
and that would be enough to create uh, the beta version of the online uh, online, uh, online game. And uh, online, the game will be uh, a trading or a collectible card game. But the difference is only in the way the game is sold. And in paper, it will be a living card game sold as one product, so you know what you're getting, yeah. which is a, a prop, which is a complaint that many board gamers have that um, um, collectible card games, when you buy a product, you never know what you get. That's part of the appeal, that uh, you open a pack and it's semi-random. There's some cards that are rare, some cards that... And that's not... Uh, it's not preferable for many board gamers who prefer their games all in one place, all in a box. And I think I should be talking about something else. What? How did I start this sentence? <laughs> What, what's that? Uh, uh, just the uh, your your goal for the my goal yes. 18,000. 18, 18, and how much of how much uh, how further do you need to go? Well, uh, we still have a long way, uh, but we have a lot of time to, oh, to fill that, that gap. There's still a long way to well, go. I mean, what what is the what is the biggest obstacle that you had to overcome in the mission to make this game a reality as far as you've made it so far? If that question came out, uh, what was the biggest obstacle? Uh, well, so far, um, okay. So we have a, an online way to play the game on virtual tabletop, and uh, it's really difficult to. Um, show that to uh, potential publishers and, and people who would like to review the game. Mm -hmm. um, because uh, if it, it's not paper, so it, it's not uh, ideal for board gamers or car card gamers and, and uh, their websites, because they want to review a physical game. And it's not ideal for um, video gamers, because uh, the way that the game is playable online right now. Uh, there are no rules to it. You have to visit, you have to um, move the cards as if you're playing on a tabletop, and yeah. there's no AI. Uh, this is how we play tested all of this time uh, online with this virtual tabletop, um, and uh, we do have uh, a prototype, but it's uh, it's uh, rather hard to. Um, send to people to, to play test and to, to make videos. So that's, I think that is the biggest um, problem we have so far, that it's really hard to uh, market, I guess, this game, because it's, it's close to an online trading card game and close to a board game, but it, there's not really a game in that space right now. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, some websites really don't know how to um, to promote it and how to position it. And that's why we're having a bit of a problem on that front. But it's other than that... Category. Yes, because it's kind of in the middle of two categories. Yeah. Um, aside from that, um, everything has gone pretty smooth. The design of, of the game was, was a very long, arduous process. Again, because uh, no game uh, has been done in this specific uh, way. I could have just taken ideas from Magic and done uh, uh, change the theme and made a different game, but that's not what uh, we set out to do. Um, so the design was pretty interesting and long, but uh, it was fun for me. And uh, I, 
I'm I'm really sure that uh, it's it's it has been fun for all our playtesters and people with um, with what uh, playing this game. Uh, I don't I'm not sure this sentence went well, but uh, no, no, it, it, it from sounds the, like you had fun making it. And I want I want to enjoy playing this game. It's, well, I welcome you to try out the. Uh, the online uh, virtual tabletop version, but unfortunately, it's not uh, the full experience that uh, we are, we are uh, trying to create with uh, the money gathered on this Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, well, it's something, and you can always rewatch the videos. <laughs> oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, now, uh, when you're not working on game design. Which would you say is your favorite to play, video games or tabletop? Well, they're quite different. Um, well, you can do a lot more with video games than with tabletop. I'm sorry to say that uh, if we're talking about uh, abstractly, yeah, I, I guess video games win just for the movement and the pretty pictures, <laughs> if nothing else. But on the other hand, uh, talking with actual real people and being uh, in, a, in a company of friends is, is quite the experience as well, which you cannot replicate with video games, certainly. Yeah. Um, I don't know, honestly. If I had to choose one, uh, I probably shouldn't, though. <laughs> I'll anger some people on both sides. Yes, there, there definitely are. Um, now, I don't know how familiar you are with these. Um, Star Wars or Star Trek? Which one would you choose? Well, I'm an avid Star Wars fan. Uh, they are quite different. I like Star Trek as well, but um, Star Wars is more of a space opera, which I guess is closer to Multiverse Cosmic Conquest. It doesn't have as much science, and it's more fantasy, but in space. Uh, it's just a different setting. Uh, Star Trek, I admire for their um, science fiction themes, and uh, they explore all sorts of different, uh, at least used to explore. I'm not, I haven't seen the latest uh, Star Trek series. I don't know what even it's called, but it, I, I understand it. I like it a lot. But uh, if I had to choose Star Wars. Okay. Um, but yeah, if, if you could have one superpower, what would it be in one? Uh, teleportation, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, I guess I haven't thought about it that much, but I really wanted to uh, have teleportation because you can teleport to other planets. You can teleport anywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, you could be uh, with your friends wherever. I mean, you can be uh, in the Bahamas and on Mount Everest and uh, be play card games with your friends. <laughs> but yeah. more importantly, I think I would like to have the teleportation power to explore all the different angles of the galaxy. OK. It's now, kind of hmm? which is kind of fitting, actually. Yes, yes. Um, science fiction or fantasy, we addressed this a little bit with the Star Wars answer. Um, but which oh. one would trump the other? Which one is better? Well, 
I have to say that I enjoy fantasy more, but that's my problem because I come in watching science fiction movies with a very high bar for what science fiction should be. And then I get uh, um, uh, disappointed by, oh, that's not how that machine works and that's not how gravity would work on that planet and that's why I cannot enjoy science fiction as much as I, as I want to. Uh, so fantasy for me again, but it doesn't mean that I don't like science fiction. Okay. Now, what job, if you were offered it, would make you drop everything and just pursue that job? Uh, well, I haven't been offered it yet. I don't know. Um, what? How would you reply to that? <laughs> I'm going to refrain for now. Oh, is it just? Is it too personal? Uh, no, uh, it's not too know. personal at all. Um, I really don't know. A lot of jobs probably would. <laughs> I would agree to a lot of jobs. I, I still haven't had all the experiences in the world, so. Uh, I really don't know. I can't pinpoint okay. one. I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, what what musical album can you listen to from start to finish without skipping a single track? A lot. What? That's how albums should be listened to. Mm -hmm. I mean, any album that at least that I own, I listen to. Uh, I, I listen. I like uh, uh, classic rock, but I also like classical music, and you cannot skip tracks in classical music. You kind of no. skip uh, the second uh, movement of, of a symphony. That's, that's atrocious. That's, <laughs> yeah. no, I, I prefer to listen to music in its entirety, unless um, uh, if we're talking about pop music, then uh, it's usually yeah, single tracks. But at least the, the records that I own, uh, I listen to them in its entirety. OK. Now, uh, what question do you wish I would have asked you? Um, how was your day? <laughs> yeah, I mean, how, how has it been? I can, I can only imagine what stress you might be under uh, with having to deal with everything from starting the Kickstarter to making sure everything is, is in line to uh, just just making sure that you've dotted all of your I's and crossed your T's, and that is a metaphor that I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm okay. familiar with the Latin alphabet, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, how um, has, how? has that been for you? <laughs> well, it's been hard, but um, rewarding. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I'm really not used to do as much marketing and as much uh, contacting of uh, different outlets as I am as doing right now. And uh, I'm not the best at talking off the cuff and in, um, you know, live in the ether, but uh, I'm working on it. And uh, it's, it's been actually quite fun, I'd say, these cool. past few, few weeks. Well, that's good that's to hear. <laughs> and, and these are always skills that, uh, that you could definitely, I mean, any, anyone can brush up on those, myself included. I apologize. <laughs> but, but yes, um, yeah, those skills are very important. Uh, what would you say, hmm, let's see. Uh, coming into this, uh, 
What was your background coming into this before you started uh, this endeavor of game design? Well, I haven't. This is isn't my first project. I've, I've completed another um, game called Rebels Unite, which is a, a small party game that we've released. But before that, uh, okay, my background is uh, I have finished architecture at the Academy of Arts in Russia, and um, so architecture, but uh, I've always loved games and uh, collectible card games, especially. I've always I've started with Pokemon when I was tiny, and then moved on to Yu-Gi-Oh and um, Magic, and then other uh, even the Star Wars trading card game. Um, and that's uh, how I started, just by creating cards, inventing cards for those games, and then. Um, I guess the way that I really started getting into game design was uh, I went onto Wizards of the Coast's website when they were hiring designers. They were doing their great designer search. I don't know. You probably haven't heard of, of it. Oh, wait. Can, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, oh, I can. For some reason, it says that, uh, oh, oh, no, no, it's fine. Uh, it, it, there's this mute symbol next to me. Oh, but anyway. yeah, that's because I I am muting because I'm I'm moving my chair around and it creaks. So I'm trying. I don't want that noise to come over. So I. Okay. Yes, and you muted yourself just as you were saying those last few words. Okay. Yes. Um. I was. Uh, yeah. Wizards of the Coast was doing this uh, event in which they were trying to find game designers um, in their fan base, in their player base. And they had all, um, they had more than a thousand submissions and then they narrowed it down and narrowed it down to eight, I think. And then they had different, um, uh, different tasks that these uh, game designers would have to, to design, to design a card in a, in a day that has to be this color, this cost, and it, it has to be completely new and have a new mechanic. And they would be ah, all scratching their heads. And this process of elimination went on for months, I think, and I was really into it. And I was looking at what these game designers were coming up with and uh, saw that some of the ideas were really good, but some of them really weren't that good, and I could have maybe improved them as well. And that's why I started dabbling into game design and coming up with my own ideas for or games in general and trading card games and collectible card games in particular. And I think I started the development of uh, Multiverse around maybe three and a half years ago. The first idea came into my head back then and it uh, evolved and, and um, over iterations and upon iterations the rules got tighter and um, the uh, mechanics got uh, much more um, satisfying and more fun to play. And then I started playtesting with the uh, fans on, on, on YouTube because I, I have, um, I started releasing behind the scenes videos of me creating the cards and creating the game. So people started to getting, started getting interested as well. It was really fun. Um, so that's kind of how I started in, in this uh, industry. Uh, all the while, I was studying architecture and, and, and drawing, so that uh, um, that's that has a little to do with uh, with game design. But still, I think that even architecture helped me um, prop 
to problem solve because there's a lot of problem solving in an architecture figuring out how how people need to fit in this space and how to um, make them move in such a way that they don't bump into each other and all of these things even though it's different problem solving but it's still I think a skill that I've uh, put to good use in, uh, in game design all right um, how how would you say, well, I guess you did just say how, how that helped you um, with your background in architecture and design. Uh, that, that, would, that would flow easily. I can see how that would flow easily into game design for you. Uh, well, obviously, it helped me in another way in that I learned to draw in the Academy of Arts. And I have designed, like, even the logo for Multiverse is yeah. my idea. And the front of the card, the back of the card. Uh, I don't think there are any um, illustrations that I have drawn, like, for the cards that are my, my images. But that's because I've been working on so many other different things. And, what have you uh, been working on? What else have you been working on? No, no, I mean, uh, aside from the artwork, <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, the rules and uh, the the videos, um, balancing all of the cards and all of that that goes along along with the, the the artwork and hanging out with other people at the Academy of Arts. I had friends that would uh, were glad to help me with the artwork. Yes, so it kind of worked out as well. Excellent, that's great to hear. Um, oh gosh. Mm. I need to wake up. <laughs> I need some more coffee. <laughs> yes, I do need some more coffee. Um, but that that's quite all right. Um, oh, God. Ha speaking of obstacles, uh, what is the, what would you say is the worst uh, request not being fulfilled issue? that you've had to deal with specifically with this project? Request not fulfilled. Uh, I'm not sure I understand. What, what do you mean? Uh, well, you, uh, maybe, maybe you had asked a, an artist to complete a drawing and they didn't complete the art that you needed for a card in time. And you had to go to another source or find some other way to complete a task that you may not have gone down that avenue otherwise. Yeah, there have been some problems with the artwork and uh, miscommunications uh, on that front, but. Uh, um, all of that has been resolved. I guess the biggest task was to design a, a game that was uh, balanced. It was a really arduous process. Uh, let me just talk a little bit more about that. I, I think that's interesting. Um, so the board was already in place. I already knew that I wanted a board. I wanted to have uh, players explore spaces and, and conquer them. And um, the first build that I made or one of the first builds that I made of, of, of the game, um, the optimal strategy was just to play a ship, play a unit, and start going straight to your opponent's base. And uh, people would just explore a line of spaces of these hexagons and go back and forth. 
which completely uh, demoralized me because uh, that's not what I set out to do. That's not the intent of the game. The intent is to explore and conquer. But the optimal strategy uh, was by far this one. So I, uh, that was a big obstacle to, um, to overcome. And uh, I think the idea of getting the second uh, win condition came to me in the shower. <laughs> That's, I don't know, a lot of ideas come in the shower. I've heard it's a lot of funny how that happens. Yeah. Um, but creating the second win condition would uh, allow people to explore more. And that sort of uh, was the spark that uh, allowed for more ideas to uh, develop out of that one. Uh, like the way that um, planets are explored is, is now different to how it was originally. And after that uh, realization, I would say that uh, the development went a lot more smoothly. Okay. Request, in terms of uh, request not fulfilled, ah, yes. Um, it, the entire process is about uh, finding problems and fixing them and finding new problems and fixing them. And sometimes when you fix one problem, it creates uh, two or three more. And sometimes uh, it brings back another issue. Like for a while, um, the opposite was true. Like in the very beginning, uh, as I said, the optimal strategy was to go back and forth, just two sides uh, clashing into each other. Then after a few weeks of playtesting, we found out that the optimal strategy by far was the opposite, was just to explore and avoid all confrontation with your opponent, which again is not what I, uh, what, what the game is about. Uh, so it, it's been interesting uh, balancing these two strategies. Also because if you, the closer you are to winning in one way, and the closer you are uh, at uh, conquering your opponent's home planet, the more vulnerable you are to losing in the other way. Because while you're focusing your efforts on trying to defeat everything, uh, that uh, your opponent has built on their home planet, they can be exploring and um, broadening their yeah, broadening their reign. So it's always there's always room for um, a comeback, which is also interesting. That's not uh, common in uh, in trading card games. I mean, not in this way, at least. Um, and I should continue talking. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, because I I think that there is a definite shortage of that concept in games and i would like to see more of that where the ego which you run into mostly with conquest games where where you're a warlord and you've got to defeat your your enemy you know and instead just just, just kind of chill out and see who who can expand their empire the furthest you know, yes, it's also a bit unusual for, especially for trading card games. They're usually just fight, fight, fight. Either uh, two mages fighting, or two Pokemon masters fighting, or two duelists, or whatever. Mm -hmm. and it's usually just two people as well. Uh, where in multiverse there can be many, um, but uh, you don't have to fight. You can go the pacifist route and and um, avoid just push away opponents' uh, ships and build more bases, just defend them. Um, mm -hmm. That's also about a, a valid way to go about it. 
Yeah, because that's a concept that that I I feel should be developed further. There's room for expansion there. No pun and intended. Of just yeah, and instead of just combat all the time, all the time, because we don't want to see that bleed over too much into other areas of our existence. That's true. Yes. Uh, games should be a place where you can uh, relax <laughs> and um, forget about the, uh, the problems of the world, ideally. Um, so uh, let me think. Well, obviously, in the board game genre, there are a lot of uh, games that don't, don't involve uh, conquests or, or battling. Not so much in trading card games. Um, I guess in Android Netrunner, you are a hacker that needs to infiltrate a mainframe, which is different, but it's still a battle of sorts. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, um, that's that's another thing that uh, Multiverse has maybe over uh, uh, other games in the genre. Uh, let me th think of other things. I, I have mentioned the main differences um, between Multiverse and other games. I, I'm not sure that I mentioned. The similarities are uh, in the battle system that um, uh, it's closer to to magic than um, other trading card games. But uh, as we've just discussed, the battles are just one uh, aspect of of the game. But if, um, if you want to expand on the on the battle tactics, then go go right ahead. Go right ahead. How how would one go about conquering an already inhabited planet? Well, uh, you conquer a planet in Multiverse when you are the only ca uh, player to have units on it. So you're the only player to have characters on it. And you can go about it um, in different ways. You can destroy, just attack the buildings, attack the ships and destroy everything. Or you can, as I've mentioned, you can board enemy ships and buildings and try to uh, defeat uh, your opponents that way, or there are different cards that allow you to do it in different ways, which uh, brings, for example, your opponent's uh, units uh, onto your side. Uh, there are six colors of resource, and each one has different uh, strategies, and green is the uh, strategy that, uh, green is the color of diplomacy, and they barely have any aggressive cards. They uh, use peace treaties and, uh, alliance agreements to, to kind of get their way in the galaxy. So if you're looking for a more alternative way of uh, conquer, conquering the galaxy, green is for you, uh, I'd say. Okay. Uh, yeah, there are six colors, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and violet. Mm -hmm. And um, the planets can produce e either one uh, resource, I mean, each planet produces two resources every turn. Right? It can be two resources of the same color or one of each of two different colors. So there's plenty of room for all sorts of different um, um, strategies that you want to, to try out. All right. <laughs> and, and I apologize for taking a little bit more time to uh, Get back with you there. Um, I uh, I thank you again so much for coming to spend the time with us today and talk about Multiverse the Game. So the Kickstarter ends on December 14th. 
and uh, and and uh, please please go and back this Kickstarter because I want to see this game in action. Um, I I would love to see more work like this. Um, and I'm eager to sit down and give it around with some of my friends. And thank you, Leandro, for, for you, taking Laura. the time. Yes. So uh, again, is there any anything else that you would like to address in this interview? Well, uh, I'll just say that uh, um, all of the details on the game are on the Kickstarter page. Uh, there's the full rule book as well, if you're interested in learning the rules in detail. Um, but uh, even the Kickstarter video gives a nice overview of, of the game. Um, other than that, you can uh, learn about all the latest updates and news on the game on our website. May I plug the website? Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Yeah, tokartsmedia.com. So T-O-K-artsmedia.com. Absolutely. And you'll find all the latest news and updates on the game there. And we will definitely have links in the description to this video. And again, if you like what you see, uh, be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss a beat. Um, thank you again so much for joining us at Legends of Tabletop today. You the pleasure was all mine. <laughs> thank you, sir. You have a wonderful day, Leandro. You This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.